Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen, amen. And it's so great to have you all with us this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter number 12. Book of Hebrews, chapter number 12. Amen. God is wonderful. Yes, He is. Thank you, Amen. Jesus. And without Him... We couldn't do it. Without Him, we wouldn't make it. Without Him, amen, I don't know what I would do. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. 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 And I want to preach this morning on the subject, the source of our strength. The source of our strength. When I was in high school, I played after school sports and I was in track and field, but I wasn't a runner. I was a jumper. Long jump, triple jump, high jump. That's what my specialty was, if you will. And one track meet uh, came one, uh, one day, and the coach came to me at the last minute, and he said, Bradley, I need you to get in that 440 because so-and-so is sick, and he can't make it, and we got to put a body in there. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it, but I didn't know what I'm doing. Amen. I'd never run the 440 before. I figured, well, it's only one time around the track. I've jogged that track. You know, what's, what could there be to it? I never trained for it, but I said, well, I'll do what the coach asked me. So I get lined up with all the other, you know, seven guys. The gun shoots off. I go out of those blocks, just straight, I stand straight up, and I run as fast as I can. Amen. And I was in the lead for about 10 yards. Amen. And then all of a sudden, these guys started blowing by me. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm telling you, I, you think getting around one, one lap of the track, it shouldn't be no big deal. But when I was running as fast as I could, I was winded by the time I made the turn and coming to the last fourth of the track to the finish line. I made it through the finish line, of course. Amen. And I don't think I was last, but I think it was like second to last. I was like number seven out of eight. Amen. The point is, and you know, when you're not, uh, when you don't train for a race and you're not planning for a race, it's not as easy, you know, as you can sit on the sidelines and say, oh, I could do that. But, you know, it, there, there's something to it. 
You've got to train. You've got to know what you're up against. So imagine with me for a moment that you are about to run in a long-distance race. And when you get to the starting line, you are told by the racing officials that this race will not be 1,000 meters. It will not be 5,000 or even 10,000 meters like you were expecting, like you planned for, like you trained for. But rather, you are told that the length of this race is open-ended and it will have an undetermined time of finish. Amen. And if you're thinking what I'm thinking... I would tell those officials, there's no way I can run in a race like that. How are we going to know? we got to have something to shoot for. We need to know what the time frame is. We need to know what the distance is. we got to have a plan. we got to have a strategy. I need to have a goal to shoot for so I can pace myself for the race. How in the world could anyone successfully run a race like that? Most people would not agree to run that race. However, today, you and I find ourselves in a life race, amen, that we did not volunteer for. We find ourselves in a race that has no defined finish line. We find ourselves in a race that we're not sure when it's going to end, amen. So our challenge is to have the stamina and the strength we need not only to run this race until it's over, but to also finish strong. Amen. Amen. Now, as much as some people think they can handle this on their own, what they do not realize is that this is much bigger than we can handle on our own. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Maybe the first couple days it was like a vacation. Maybe the first week, or hey, this is great, whatever. Amen, you know. Everybody's gained like 10 pounds because, you know, we, we uh, stocked up on Twinkies and, and Ding Dongs because you have to have those, you know, in times of crisis like this and all that kind of stuff. And it was just, you know, kind of a different thing. But, you know, reality starts setting in, and we're going into like two months now, coming up on two months of this. Amen. Or, or, you know, six weeks or something. And, and we are, uh, you know, in a race that we need strength. We need direction. We need stamina. Amen. We cannot rely on our own strength to see us through. It, it can only take us so far. Amen. Isaiah 40 verse 30 tells us that there will come times in our life when even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. We must get our strength from another source, a source that has a never-ending supply of it. So even when we are weak, we will be strong. God told Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect even in your weakness. So no matter what I'm going through or you're going through, no matter how weak we might feel from time to time, God is always strong. And so even in our weakness, don't gauge God's strength by how you're feeling. My God is never weak. He's always powerful. And he will help us be strong. Amen. Isaiah 40 verse 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? Our God is omnipotent, folks, which means he's all-powerful. Our God is the only one with the title 
capital A almighty amen there is no power like the power of God and there is no strength like the strength that God gives to us Isaiah 40, verse 29, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, He increases strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God is the giver of power and strength, and our strength is renewed by waiting on Him. Amen. Wait for God's answer and wait for God's strength by spending quality time and more of it in prayer and seeking his face so that we can endure in this race. He will give us what we need, but we need to wait for that renewal from him. Waiting on him will allow us to walk and not faint, and it will also allow us to run this race no matter how long we have to run it. Amen. Praise God. Now, more than ever before, we need to be strong for ourselves. We need to be strong for our families. We need to be strong from our friends and our loved ones. Now, our text passage tells us there are a lot of people around us that came before us, that are walking this with us, some that have went through things like this before, and they, they're, still running, uh, they're still running this race with us, uh, but they have a little more experience maybe. Amen, I don't know. Uh, but I'm telling you, praise God. Uh, hallelujah. There are some that have endured. There are some other people that we can look to that are examples. Uh, they've been around maybe a, a few more decades than us, and they've seen uh, things. Amen. I, I hear of people, amen, that back like in the 50s, uh, there, was a, there was a polio situation that every certain time, of the year that people were concerned about polio that nobody would want to go in the swimming pools with each other nobody want to do this or that and then they finally came out with that vaccine and whatever so there have there are people alive today that have, have gone through situations amen that we're going through amen I, there's still people alive today that are over 100 years old that went through the Spanish flu amen and they made it through so I'm telling you there are those that we can look to as examples Amen. Praise God. That we can help us, you know. Say, you know what? We're going to be okay. Because we're getting the strength from the right source. Amen. So that's definitely a motivating factor to endure by looking at those that have gone before us. Our text also tells us in order to be successful... In a race like this, we need to lighten our load as much as possible. Amen. Jesus, uh, Je- Jessica spoke about removing dead things from our life so that we, so that we could take out the dead weights and, and get so other things can grow and other things can be taking the, the room up in our lives. So we got to get rid of those heavy weights and those sins which can so easily weigh us down and trip us up. Amen. That's another motivating factor to endure, and we need to do this as well. However, along with these two things, our greatest motivation... To endure this race 
is to do what Jesus did when he was in human form on this earth in his mission. He was running his race. Amen. That would ultimately end up causing him to suffer and die for the sins of the whole world that we would be able to have salvation. How did Jesus in his humanity endure the cross and despise the shame associated with it? Amen. Well, we've already established the fact that our strength to endure comes from God and Him alone. But what specifically is our strength? Amen. We know that God has strength and God has power, but there's many attributes to God. So what specifically is our strength? Amen. And we find it in Nehemiah 8.10. This day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Remember, Jesus was able to endure the cross and despise the shame. Why? For the joy that was set before him. Folks, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. He did it with the joy he received from the Spirit of God. And we can do it with the joy that we receive from the Spirit of God as well. It is what will get us through when nothing else will. Happiness has many sources. But true and lasting joy has only one. Happiness comes and goes. It's a temporary feeling of emotion. We can be happy when we get to go on vacation. We can be happy, you know, when somebody sends us a nice little thank you card or, or a thinking of you card or whatever. We can be happy when we get a bonus at work. We can be happy, amen, when somebody cooks us something and surprises us with something or whatever. There's all kinds of happy. But happy is, is fleeting. Happy can come and can go. But joy can, can, can go all the way through the joy of the Lord. Amen. I might not always be happy, but I can always have the joy of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. One person said, I find joy in every day, not because life is always good, but because God is. Amen. Amen. Philippians 4, 6, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say rejoice. Folks, we can always find joy in the Lord. When we think about that wonderful God we serve, there's always a reason to rejoice. And that's why Apostle Paul said this, rejoice in the Lord always and again, I say rejoice. Oh, Paul, you're probably on vacation, you know, sipping a nice cold drink, you know, by the beach and having a good old time when you're writing that or you're on the mountaintop or everything's going great for you. There's no problems. Oh, no. Apostle Paul wrote the book of Philippians in jail. Amen. Hallelujah. But the book of Philippians has the word rejoice or joy in it more than any of his other writings. So it doesn't matter where you find your yourself it doesn't matter your situation amen I'm talking about not rejoicing in your situation but rejoicing in the Lord who will help you overcome your situation amen. I can always rejoice in the Lord 
Because he's always good. I can always rejoice in the Lord because he's always right. I can always rejoice in the Lord because he'll never let me down. I can always rejoice in the Lord because he has my best interests at heart. I can always rejoice in the Lord because he never changes and he's a constant in my life. Amen. He answers prayer and he provides for his children. He heals my body. That's why I can always rejoice in the Lord. Amen. See, the joy of the Lord is one of the fruit of the Spirit. It's one of the actions of the Spirit. It's one of, amen, uh, the wonderful byproducts of the Spirit. Amen. When it's living in your life, you can have and you should have and you should seek after joy from God every day. It's the, one of the wonderful and powerful attributes of the Spirit of God. So when we allow the Spirit of God to move in our lives, we will have joy. Amen. Psalm 1611 says, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Amen, folks. God's wanting to show us a path of life. You know what the path of life he wants to show us? In his presence is joy. I just don't feel happy. I just don't feel satisfied. I don't get in his presence. Get in his presence. Get at his right hand, which is another way of saying his presence. Amen. Don't, don't, uh, don't stay away from prayer too long. Don't stay away from his word too long. Get with God. Get in his presence. And the path of life is the strength of our souls, which is the joy of the Lord. He will give us pleasures forevermore. Another way of saying joy. And the fullness of joy is in his presence. The source of our strength. Amen. One person said joy is the infallible sign of the presence of God. Amen. Because I, I, I see a lot of people that don't have joy in their life. They need God. Because when you have Jesus in your life, you have joy. Praise God. Amen. Joy is a sign. A lot of people are happy, but a lot of people don't have joy. Joy is it will get you through in the trenches. Joy will get you through even in the valley experiences. Joy will get you through no matter what you go through. Joy is there when you have the Lord in your life. Amen. There's only one path that's worth taking and exploring in life. And that is spending time in God's presence where we will receive what we need. That wonderful joy that will give us the strength to endure and to resist the devil Amen. So he'll flee from us. Praise God. First Peter 1 verse 8. Peter said this, whom having not seen, talking about Jesus, he said, whom having not seen, you, amen. Now Jesus, Peter saw Jesus, but he's talking to people that he knows are going to be reading this Bible for generations and millennia to come. And he said, whom having not seen, you love. In whom though you see him not, now you see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Folks, I'm not worshiping a fable. I'm not serving. Amen. A myth. Praise God. I am serving a living God. I haven't seen him, but I love him. Amen. I haven't seen him, but I believe him. 
And I have felt him. And I have seen his handiwork in, the, my, in my life and in the lives of the others around me. Praise God. And that causes me to rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Kay Warren said, Joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything is going to be okay. And the determined choice to praise God in all things. Amen. Amen. And when we do this, when we look to God as, our, as the single source of the strength that we need to get through not only this race that we're in right now, but also the race of life, amen, that we'll live until we take our last breath, until the Lord calls us home, amen, we're going to need the joy of the Lord. We're going to need His strength. When we do that, we will endure in this race and we'll finish it with faith and with victory. I want to close with this verse. 2 Timothy 4, 7. We open with Hebrews 12 about the race. To run it with patience and to do it with joy like Jesus did. And Paul said at the end of his life, when he was getting toward being ready to he didn't know how long he had but he just he kind of sensed that he wrote something that was very powerful 2 Timothy 4 7 I have fought the good fight I have finished the race I have kept the faith praise God amen Lord let that be our prayer through this race and every race that we're going to face from now until Jesus comes. Let's fight the good fight and not give up. We can fight. We can win with God's help. Let's finish this race strong. And through it all, we're not losing our faith. I have kept the faith. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.